I was in the very back of the class. I didn't know it was a hypnotherapy class. I thought it was just a regular meditation class. And when she said hypnotherapy, I tried to run out, but I was in the back and I couldn't get out. And I thought, I don't want to do this hypnotherapy thing. I'll be out of control. I don't want to. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Get Your Fill, Financial Independence and Long Life, where we explore ways to achieve those two goals, and we invite people on to help us who are specialists in that exact area. And that's why it's awesome today that Christina Woods is with us. She helps high-functioning women to crush self-doubt and become unstoppable. She, as a hypnotherapist, empowerment coach, and Reiki healer, she wants everyone to stop looking outside for what they need and instead to look inside. Christina, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thank you, Christine. It's great to be here. Yeah, we're excited because I think you have the answer to what everybody wants to know, right? <laughs> like, it's not out there, it's inside. Exactly. <laughs> Fix your indoor. Yeah, right. What is it? Glass houses or something? <laughs> right, right. So is this what you've always done. I mean, how did you become interested in sort of, I guess it's, you, would it be accurate to say that you could sort of summarize the things that you do with a phrase like energy work or, I mean, is that? Yeah. Mindset, energy work. Yeah. I think it's in that category and it's definitely not what I always did. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> um, I, I had a similar journey, I think around 50, I thought, okay, I don't, I don't want to do what I'm doing anymore. I had a, a 30 year co corporate career in um, higher education. Actually, I wasn't, wasn't a professor. I was in admissions and then kind of a sales and marketing arena and had lots of people reporting to me and flying around the country and, you know, the corporate life running around in airports, lots of stress and anxiety. And I know. I, well, traveling for work sounds like everybody's dream job until they do it. Oh, right? It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. And uh, eating late and you're right away from your family and, and all that. And, um, you know, and I, I made, I made great money, got promotions and I kept saying, why is this why does this feel so awful? I mean, this is like what I'm supposed to want. This is what, this is what I wanted. And, right, um, exactly. Yeah. About 50, I found myself going through a, a divorce after 25 years and my children were leaving home for college and, you know, me and the dog were saying, <laughs> Hmm, what's next. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, it's scary. You have a mortgage, you've got tuition bills to pay and a future of, you know, now, now I'm alone. And I just decided to take a leap of faith and follow my heart. And I've always been interested in things that were spiritual and self-help and, um, started going to retreats and started to do some inner work because I certainly, you know, when you go through life changes like that, you start to look inside a lot more and slow down a little bit. And um, I had always been afraid to do that. You know, you could do a lot of self-help work and really never look inside. So, right. you know, you can go to retreats and, yeah, you know, do a little bit, but when you really slow down and look inside, <laughs> it's a little scary <laughs> sometimes. Oops, um, up there. Oh, and, um, and so my journey, when I, when I did slow down, I started to do inner work. And, and when I did that, I got the strength and the confidence to leave a career I'd had for a long time and start my own business and work with women and, you know, women maybe with a similar journey that, 
know there's more to their life and whether that's their bank account or their love life or just feeling better and stop being a people pleaser and, uh, and really just put themselves first and feel good about who they are. And, uh, and that's what I get to do now. And it's amazing. And now I make more money than I did. And I never thought that was possible. I thought, oh, this will be just what I love, but you can have both. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how you think, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm willing to, you know, live on ramen noodles to do what I love. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, (laughs) I don't have to eat ramen noodles. I making more than I did before. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's like part of our culture to think, well, if you do what you love, then that must mean you have to sacrifice, you know, money. And, and that's just a lie. It's not true. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if you find what you do well and what you love, then you're just going to do it in such a way, right. That the money's just going to flow in. Yes. Yes. And, you know, and one of the programs and kind of stories I had was that, you know, if you're helping people, it would be bad to charge them a lot. And, you know, we, we, there's a lot of stories people have like that. And um, so I had to really work past that and, you know, why I, I hire coaches, I hire therapists, I hire people that are of value to me and money is just energy. Right. And, and so even when I work with clients now and, and have to remind myself is replace the word money with energy, you know, and, and cause that's what it is. And when you do that, then things start to kind of just dissipate and of course, and you know, things get a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I hear that a lot from people that, you know, oh, how can I charge this much and stuff like that? But I don't know. I think, I don't know if Les Brown was the one who said it originally, but mm-hmm. he's who I heard say, you know, when people pay, they pay attention. Yeah. Right? If you're getting a free thing, you're like, yeah, maybe I'll finish it. Maybe I won't. But if it costs, costs 10 grand, you'd be like, man, I'm going to, I got to finish this thing. Right. It's, plus, I also think it speaks to your, your mindset, right? If you're in this scarcity mindset, that's exactly your problem. I actually, we have a, a, I'm reminded of a thing. We had a, a mastermind group that meets on Sunday mornings. And one of the people went to like a introductory thing with, um, with a woman who, who does some type of, you know, energy work to help you to, you know, find more money. And she said, she actually said to the group, you know, she said, well, I don't think I can, I should do it right now or whatever. And I said, and why is that? And she said, you know, I said, do you see the irony? And you're saying that you can't afford to make more money. <laughs> you see the irony there? <laughs> well, you know, we, one of the shifts I had to make from, uh, I think my internet seems to be okay. A little bit better now. Yeah. Okay. Um, but one of the shifts I had to make if, if from the corporate world to this world that I, I really had to look within was, you know, no matter what promotions I was getting or raises, I had this, this issue where I noticed, gosh, I'm spending like crazy. My debt is just out of control. What is, what's the problem here? And the, the program I had was that, and I was raised by a single mom who lived paycheck to paycheck. And that was my belief was, well, you might not get any more. You better spend it. You better spend it. You better spend it. Even when I had a lot. And so that I knew I had enough awareness, thankfully to say, "Uh Oh, this doesn't make any sense. I keep right. getting promotions and raises and, and there's nothing left. And so I really had to put the brakes on and say, what is that about? And, and what it was about was one that, that mindset, but also it is that, that 
believing that something on the outside is going to make me feel better, whether that was shopping, whether whatever that was, thinking Retail it was therapy. Gonna, yeah, make you feel better. <laughs> and as soon as I took care of that, I didn't have the desire to spend that money. I didn't have the desire to spend it on things that didn't mean anything to me. It just wasn't there because now I know I'm enough from the inside. And so when I work with clients about that, it really, when we get to the core of what is the lie they're telling themselves or the program, because it's, it's just a program and it might've stemmed from childhood or some other issue, but we all have these programs and it doesn't necessarily mean we had trauma. It could be, might not be. We all have these programs and we just need to unprogram it's ourselves. Not, um, it does, like you say, it doesn't have to be a traumatic experience that caused no. it. It's just a belief that your family had. Yeah, absolutely. To be honest, my mom still has that belief. Mm-hmm. You know, she still has that belief. And if you go in her house, it's stuffed from top to ceiling with stuff she's saving just in case she might need it. And that's her belief. And, you know, and, and, you know, and, and she holds on to stuff really, really tight because she's afraid she's going to lose it and not have it again. And so I had to shed and let go and release a lot of that um, because it wasn't mine. So, yeah. You know, I, you reminded me of my grandmother when she passed away. We found that she was saving the plastic bags that her like boiled ham would come in. So there were yeah. all these disgusting, you know, and like tissues and I mean, like things like, why do you, and she used to what? steal yeah. the salt and pepper shakers. I mean, it was because she lived through the depression, right? Sure. So she just thought, what if, you know, I need these 67 salt and pepper shakers because what if, you know, like, we never have salt <laughs> yes. and pepper again? I'm like, really? Yes. Really, and yes. wouldn't spend any of her money, right? Because she just felt like, oh, you know, I'll never, the opposite, right? Instead of shopping yeah. a lot, she would <laughs> steal things from restaurants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, and that was a trauma, but I think, but then the next generation, it wasn't their personal trauma, but mm-hmm. they just kind of inherited it, right? You didn't live through the depression, but because- you were influenced by someone who did or whatever, then. Sure. You see that, you see that. And, um, I see that a lot with the, uh, entrepreneurial women that I work with in not so much that belief, but a belief that I have to work, 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 I have to do, do, do. And, you know, I, I work with them to know, to learn and, and shed some of that belief and kind of balance out this masculine and feminine energy because our, our culture, reinforces and high fives that masculine do more, get more, go home, you know, go bigger, go home kind of mentality. And you actually, yeah, it's great to, to build and create and grow, but also you have to be open to receive and have joy and delight and to feel and manifest is about feeling what it feels like before you even have it and, right. and being in that delight and, and they're kind of like, what, what, it what? <laughs> and so kind of, um, helping them balance that and, and watching, you know, growth in their business by actually enjoying things more and delight instead of just the do, do, to do list. Yeah. And it, I think it's probably more challenging for women to do that because I mean, I know when I started my first business, it was my baby, right? It was like mm-hmm. my physical, like I just would do anything. I was like, I will not eat so that this entity can survive. Right. And, and as women, right, we're just so much more nurturing. And if we all are thinking of our, you know, our bez- businesses as our offspring. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to just say this, this business has to give back to me, or I have to stop and give back to myself. Right. We, 
so many women do put themselves last, whether it's a business, whether it's their children or a family member. I, I would say most phone calls I get start with, can you help me not be a people pleaser anymore? Or can, you know, or I, I need to save more. I need, I need, or I want to find love. And, and they're kind of all the same because we're putting ourselves last. We're putting ourselves, you know, way at the end of the totem pole. And for many, it's actually even acknowledging that it's okay to have needs and put your needs first and helping women identify what are your needs? What do you want? And slowing down saying, I'm allowed to have needs and wants. Yeah. Let's talk about what they are. And, uh, and, you know, really, and that's what I love about hypnotherapy. I mean, if you would have asked me five years ago, if I would be doing hypnotherapy, the first hypnotherapy meditation I went to, I was in the very back of the class. I didn't know it was a hypnotherapy class. I thought it was just a regular meditation class. And when she said hypnotherapy, I tried to run out, <laughs> but I was in the back and I couldn't get out. And I thought, I don't want to do this hypnotherapy thing. I'll be out of control. I don't want to. And so I laugh now that I do this, but um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not what anybody thinks, but it just helps us get to the root of some of these blocks in a very quick way. And it's just beautiful to be able to see these things that are blocking us and come to the surface really quickly and help people rewire and recode in new beliefs that they want really quickly. Cause this idea that we need to be in therapy for a really long time and suffer and drag it out. And that's the best way that just doesn't, it's not how it has to be anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think when people think of hypnosis, right, they're thinking of like somebody walking on the stage, barking, you know, you know, right. squawking like a chicken or something like, oh, someone's going to make me do something stupid, right? Oh, yeah. My own kids said, oh, my gosh, mom, you're like the guy at the fair now. <laughs> and I said, no, I promise. I promise. I might do that if you don't do what I say, but no. <laughs> so is it, I mean, how would you describe like hypnotherapy or hypnosis to someone who, who just has that opinion of it? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. It's, it's really just feeling you, you feel like you're just in a kind of a relaxed meditative type state. And if someone doesn't even know what that feels like, I would say it's, you know, when you're really just kind of zoning out watching Netflix and just <laughs> kind of like you sort of hear, you know, the phone ring or the siren go by, but not really, you're sort of in a zone. It's that feeling. So uh -huh. we're talking the whole time. Um, you know, and somebody might say, Hey, I got to go to the bathroom. You go to the bathroom, come back. It's not like you're, you know, immobilized and frozen, <laughs> which people think, uh, yeah, yeah. It's none of that zombie stuff. Um, so yeah, you're just in this very relaxed state. And, and what it does is it just quiets our conscious mind and wakes up our subconscious mind, which is whether we like it or not running the show. So it's 95% of everything. And, we subconsciously breathe, we pick up a spoon and eat, we blink, we do all kinds of things subconsciously, but we also have emotions and feelings and those types of things subconsciously that we forget about. And, um, you know, a good example is when you first learn how to drive, you know, you're very conscious about, I have to turn the blinker on and turn. And now you're thinking about what you're going to cook for dinner and you're talking on the phone and we're looking at our eyeball and we're, you know, we're doing all kinds putting of putting on makeup. Right. I see that a lot. Like, oh, please don't do that. Checking on the baby in the back. And so, right. you know, it's automatic and um, 
our, our thoughts are automatic too, but the cool thing is that we can actually change them. That's what's amazing. Which I, I find that whole thing so mysterious, right? That there's just this whole separate part of our brain that is just doing whatever it wants and it's influencing our daily life. I know. And you just don't even know it. You just don't, are you just not even aware of it? And it's so, it's so interesting when something happens and you, and you become aware of it all of a sudden. Yes. And you're just like, wait a minute, you know, like what, what, how did that happen? I don't know. I just, uh, it is fascinating. It's fascinating. And, and, and even when I do sessions with people and they have profound changes in their life, they will still say to me, I don't know if it worked. Did it work? <laughs> so, well, like, well, you tell me, you know, what, look at these changes you have in your life and what you've manifested and created. And, you know, we sort of laugh about it because it's not a light switch. Doesn't feel significantly right. different, but it's like your, um, your walls kind of come down a little bit and nobody ever wants to lose control. So you never lose control. Right. Um, I've even done hypnosis when my son was about 18 and I said, look, if something comes up and you don't want to tell mom, you don't have to tell me. So you can even filter what you say and don't say, and yeah. you know, you still have control and, um, it still works because I don't need to know it's, it's what the, you know, the, yeah. What the client the person knows is coming up. Exactly. And, yeah. um, and, and what happens is we go back to these scenes and moments in your life that are the root cause and reason for this belief. Like why I had someone last night in my office that, um, can't sleep without taking a Tylenol PM for the past 30 years, and then has to take another Excedrin in the morning to wake up. And, of course, is having health effects and all kinds of, of issues course. with their yeah. gut and their migraines because of it. And it's just high blood pressure, the whole thing. And very mm -hmm. young, by the way, and mm -hmm. successful and, but knows this is going to cause these long-term problems. Right. We go back to the root cause and in these scenes. And what we find is that as a young girl, you know, mom and dad are fighting. Um, there's some trouble at home. And then as a young married woman, um, really unsettled to, to feel safe at night. So yeah. as the belief is, it's not safe to, to sleep at night. You got to kind of sleep with one eye open. And now we're able to tell her mind, well, you don't live in those in that place anymore. Now you're in a home, it's safe, blah, blah, blah. So we were able to upgrade her mind that still just believe because our subconscious mind doesn't know how old we are. And that's the cool part. We can say, let me upgrade you and tell you how old I am now and where I live now. And then I just made her a recording she'll listen to and I'll work with her weekly and get these new beliefs because the mind wants to go back to what's familiar, even though it knows now that she's, you know, 50 something and safe, it's still going to want to go back to the old, what's familiar. And we're just going to make this new belief familiar. And, and I've done sleep with many, many people because so many people suffer from that. Yeah. Wow. That's so powerful. And I, I had heard, I read somewhere that, you know, when you have a, a trauma that you can kind of be frozen in that time, right? So you just yeah. you had a trauma at 12 and now like that part of your mind is still 12 and it hasn't sure. evolved and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So now you can just say, okay, let's, let's upgrade your mind. Yeah. Let's upgrade it. And even, even if you're not in hypnosis, I always recommend, um, if you, if you like to journal or 
to kind of notice a repeat pattern in your life is slow down and ask yourself like, how old, how old do I think I am? Or how old does this feeling feel? How old? A lot of times that you're feeling, you'll go, I feel this feels like when I was 12 or this feels like when I was 20. Ah, okay. Cause a memory will come up and a moment in time will come up. So. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. We think we're so, you know, <laughs> evolved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and just that belief that, um, you know, our, our body keeps the score. That's a brilliant book. I don't know if, if you're familiar with read that, but, I'll have to read, read, read um, that. yeah, our, the body keeps the score is the name of the book. And it's, it's actually about when they first discovered PTSD in, in um, veterans when they came back before they even knew what, you know, PTSD, I think they called it shell shock. And, and now they, you know, we know so much, you don't have to go to war to have PTSD. Of course you can have a car accident or other things. And, um, but the idea that our cells hold a memory. So also, you know, we might think we're really smarty pants up here, but our cells have a memory and they are addicted to emotions. And so even when we're really trying to change a pattern, our bodies and our cells chemically are going to drive us back to an emotion. And and that's why diets don't work or other things we try so hard. It's really our cells go back. So, so many things, um, you know, it's good when we understand this stuff. For sure. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And and that's, oh God, that's so powerful because like you say, I mean, you, you people consciously, they really want to do something, yeah. right? They're completely committed to it. And then all of a sudden you just, you know, the minute your back is turned, your body just, break, you know, sucks you back into that bad and we place. beat ourselves up. Don't we? We do. We yeah. Do. Wow. So how can we you know, we talked before, before we started the recording, we talked a little bit about money and this is something that, you know, I selfishly would like to talk about because I'm in the middle of a project that is taking all my money and even money I don't yet have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm renovating this building and every day there's a new, like, that'll stir up some fears, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the last thing was, you know, oh, they want the fire department wants it sprinklered. I said, oh, good. So there's $120,000 that's not in my budget. Right. So I'm just like, right. I'm, and I'm saying to myself, you know, you have to stay in a happy place. You have to maintain your, you know, feeling of abundance and my, you know, my logical side saying, hello, <laughs> that's not going to be enough. <laughs> So how can we, when we feel that way, when we feel that like, oh my God, I just don't have enough. How can we soothe ourselves and like accept and allow that abundance to like come into our experience? Yeah. You know, I think it at first allow yourself to feel the fears because usually we're like, we feel bad for feeling upset or we, you know, we kind of like, I know I shouldn't feel this way. And, and, and we kind of beat ourselves helping. up. Right, right. So we, uh, first, once we feel something, it actually starts to dissolve. So, you know, it's okay. We don't want to sit there forever, but I, I always say, just sit there for a second and feel that feeling. Like, what if you don't, what if you can't come up with that hundred, you know, 120,000 and let, what does that feel like? Okay. Well, it feels oh my gosh, then I won't be able to have this project. And then, then this, and then that, and then, okay. So feel that feeling, sit in that feeling for a second. And then it actually doesn't 
it starts to kind of like get a little bit better. But then what if, what if, and start writing down some what ifs, like, well, what if there was a solution that we don't know yet that, and then we start to talk about trust and trust with the universe and start thinking about, you know, feeling and believing, like, what is that? What is your purpose? What, whatever this project is that you're working on, there has to, I'm sure there's this, ah, like reason you're doing it. Right. Absolutely, so absolutely. Going back, going back to that and kind of being in that energy and that high vibe reason that you're doing the purpose, feeling that energy and kind of imagining and feeling the vibe of being in that, you know, in that energy, whatever that, that project or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, um, you know, feel yourself doing it, walking around, um, you know, talking to people, whatever you're doing, acting and living in it and breathing in it and envisioning it and feeling the energy and really being in that energy and then start saying like, well, what if, and what if, what if I didn't even need to worry about where I got that? And it's, you know, and it just happened. What if there were solutions that I don't even know about? Um, so many times with clients, they, they will tell me, uh, there's no other solution to this problem. If we don't do it this way, it won't happen. Um, uh, recently a client said, I can't charge more. No one in the industry charges more. This is the most money I can ever make. This is it. I'm like, okay, well, what if, what if you could just make more money? What if, and nope, this is all I can. Okay. What if all of a sudden, um, she had a client, she was on a retainer with a client. She made 10,000 a month with this one, one client. And she decided I need to give up this client because wow. it's just too much. Yeah. And that's a lot of money. So she was really yeah. freaking out Yeah, that and been really stressful for her was really stressful. And this, this is to the point of your story. And she was so stressful. She's like, I have to let go of this client. So she went to let go. She said, I don't have time for the meetings, the project. I'm, I just don't have time. And they said, absolutely not. We will not let you go. Even if we only get you for an hour a month, even if we can just call you and you can just answer one question a month, we want you. You're so great. Just knowing you're there makes us feel better. She's like, what? Oh, <laughs> are you sure? Yeah. I'm like, did you ever in a million years, we couldn't have made, we can't make this up. What if, and she's like, I just, are you sure? Yeah. She's like, they're like, thank you so much. They're thanking her. And, and I said, see, when you said I can never make more, there's no way I'm like, you know, feel into that energy. She's like, I'm so powerful. I, I'm actually, there's solutions because we allowed ourselves to feel in that vibe and, and the universe actually has solutions for us. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? And things you never thought of. Things you never thought of. Yeah. Things you never thought of. And that, it's so funny because I feel like that when I started this whole project, I had this, like, I was in this kind of meditative state walking on the beach and I got this idea that was, I know it wasn't my idea, right? It came from some other part of the world and then my particular brain that I would um, have investors. Mm. And, and, and yet, so, and so there's a couple people that are, you know, thinking about it, talking about it and stuff like that, but I can only have like five investors. Cause I originally thought that the people who came here, cause it's like a co-working space. Okay. So I originally thought that they would be the investors, but then one of the attorneys I talked to said, oh, don't do that because it's kind of uncharted territory. You shouldn't do that. I'm like, oh, well then, you know, anyway, long story short. So I've say, sometimes I'll say like to the universe, like this was your idea. Like, where are the people? Yeah. Like, <laughs> 
you came up with this. Now you're going to bring the people. And I'm just like, you're going to let that go because the, you know, the universe isn't as stressed out about things as you are. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. So many times I say universe, I don't know. I have no idea. Let you know, I'll let you show me how I don't know. I trust you. And even a little mini exercise that is good to do is, you know, let's say what is today, Thursday, we'll say, um, imagine by imagine what you're going to feel like on Sunday. All right. And you're looking back at your week and you say, I had this amazing week. Cause we can kind of picture in two days, three days, what we're going to feel like. Yeah, so yeah. this is a little quick little like, Oh, Sunday, I'm sitting at home in my backyard. I'm feeling so great. I had this great week. It was wonderful. Then turn around and envision pushing that energy forward into the following week and say, now I'm pushing it into Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. And then it's kind of like this quantum leap into the future. So sometimes I'll do that with clients because we know how to look back a week, but once we learn how to push it into the forward into the following week, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, great idea. Yeah. And you can sort of, in that sort of puts you on the right in the right mindset, right? Yeah. Like we were talking before about mindset. You're like, I'm going to have a fantastic week. I can't hardly wait for money to get here because it's going to be so amazing. And yeah, whatever. yeah. That's why. So I write the story of next week. Yes, and and I'm sure you've heard of scripting, and you might even do it anyways. But I do that almost every day. I did it before this. Um, you know, everything is coming out of my mouth so easily, like, it doesn't always work apparently. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, um, no, you know, and, and I script out, how do I want, how do I want this to go? And, um, what, how do I want the, the end result to be? And, um, what do I want the universe to help me with? And where do I feel, whether it's self-esteem or lack of safety, what, what do I, what do I want? And I scripted out exactly how I want it to go. Um, I'm walking down the street. I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling comfortable. I'm feeling beautiful and alive. And I love what I'm wearing. Yeah. It really is powerful. That's great. You know, I'm going to do that. I have an early morning meeting tomorrow and I was thinking, oh, I hope I, you know, don't look like I just rolled out of bed. <laughs> you know, I woke up early, you know, I wake up early and I'm all fired up and ready to go. I have time to exercise before the meeting and I feel great. And everybody loves me at the meeting, right? Yes. Can, yeah. That's fantastic. That's a great idea. Yeah. Great sometimes idea. I just do otherwise it on my you're phone. Just it to chance. Exactly. Exactly. Wonderful. And, you know, a quick little tip too, um, that, that I'll leave you with, or, or that I give my clients sometimes is we'll come up with like a little mantra for them. And, and it might be, you know, the theme of what they're struggling with, what they need to flip. Yeah. And I'll, I'll give you mine. Um, mine was always what I switched from my corporate career where I had a great reputation. I could do it in my sleep, you know, and, and ask me anything 30 years, you know, you've been asked everything to this new thing that, uh-oh, I don't have a reputation. So I was always afraid, well, what if, what if they don't like me? What if somebody I'm afraid to be seen and social media, oh, I'm old, you know, all these dumb <laughs> things were in my head. So, um, I created with my coach, a little mantra that says to know me is to love me. Oh, and that's awesome. Yeah. The more people know me, the more they'll love me. And they don't all love me, but you know, it, it helps me because that was where I was feeling like, Oh, 
oh, they might not love me. What if I don't do this good? What if I'm a terrible hypnotherapist? All the dumb things in your head to know me is to love me. And whenever I start to feel that way, I'm in the shower to know me is to love me. <laughs> and, um, and so whatever, coming up with a little mantra for yourself and whatever you're struggling or um, I love being a, you know, a, a six figure millionaire or a millionaire that drinks champagne. And that's, you know, that's my dance. Um, those are fun too. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, right. If we come to a situation and we're full of fear and, and, you know, no self-confidence and stuff, then we just present in a crappy way as well. So people don't like us. Cause like, you know, that person's so, you know, snobby or, you know, they're, why are they so, you know, unfriendly. Right. And you just really just like, Oh, I hope, you know, Oh, oh yeah. you really just closed. Right. And you need to be open. And when you feel more confident, of course you're more open. So it just builds on itself. Right. Yes. Yes. I always, I always think, you know, some people might not resonate with the fact when I say I do energy work, but you know, we all do energy work because energy <laughs> speaks. I mean, you could go to a bar and you know, when someone walks in, if they're, you know, in a good mood or they're a jerk or they're a nice person because energy speaks louder than anything. We all get a vibe and, yeah. you know, and, and people get a vibe when they, they talk to me or they talk to someone or they, you know, at the grocery store. And so energy is so powerful. You're right. And you can say, if you're not doing good energy work, then you're just doing bad energy work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we all got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So you've given us some fantastic tools here that we can kind of take into our lives. We can um, envision, our, we can positively envision and script our week. We can come up with an awesome affirmation. Are there any other things that you feel like people could, could like start doing tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow morning that will start to kind of get them going in the right direction? Absolutely. You know, the words we say impact us more than we will ever know. Our, our mind responds to the words we say and the pictures we put in our heads, whether they're right or wrong or true or false, that our mind doesn't even care. It's literally responding to the pictures in our head and the words. So what you say to yourself matters. So say good things to yourself. And I, I literally have a piece of paper taped to my mirror in my bathroom that says nice things to myself because I'm human. I wake up, you know, and, and grumpy sometimes and, <laughs> and I forget it's there sometimes, but you know, it's, it, we can catch ourselves saying little nasty, grumpy things throughout the day and they matter. And so flip them, switch them and say really positive, powerful things to yourself and make it a habit every day and write it on lipstick, you know, on the mirror, you are enough or a dry eraser or something. <laughs> you are enough. Um, cause it, what we say to ourselves in our mind, our mind says, Oh, okay. And it, it starts to change things in your body. It starts to change things in the energy in your actions, but it all starts with your, with your thoughts. Perfect. That's excellent advice. So Christina, how can people reach you? I mean, we're going to obviously put all your links on the, on the um, show notes and stuff, but mm -hmm. um, are you accepting new clients for people who are like, Oh my God, I need her. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. Uh, every month I take a couple new clients um, and I can be reached at my website, which is wisewoods.com. 
And um, I always offer a free hour if anyone wants to chat and just learn more about it and talk about what's going on in their life. And they can go to book.wisewoods.com to book that. It's called a freedom to self-belief call. Perfect. Perfect. That's fantastic. So Christine, is there anything that you wish I would have asked you? Is there something that you were thinking, oh, gee, I really want to talk about this and we just didn't go there yet? That's a great question. Um, you know, I, I, just at the beginning, when you mentioned the answers are, are, you know, not on the outside, on the inside, I just want to reinforce, you know, we have, we have the power to not only change our lives, but even heal ourselves. I, I've, I've worked with clients also, not just on these, these emotional things and things that we mentioned, but physical things as well. People with, you know, irritable bowel syndrome and migraines, and, and I'm never going to use the word cure. I'm not a doctor, but our mind is very, very powerful. And there's so many connections between our emotions and physical things. And so just taking the time to know that we have the answers inside and we have such a, a culture and a world of order this, buy this, do this, copy this that. Pill. Yeah. Be like her, or him. And sometimes you just got to go within and look within and, and there's so much in there that we can do for ourselves. Yeah. That's fantastic. So powerful. Awesome. Christina, thank you so much for being with us today. I know. I mean, there's just so much here. I, I'm going to have to listen to it again, even for my own, you know, just from the, the advice that you gave me personally. And I know that's not just for me personally. I know all of you can benefit from it. I know I'm not the only one in the world struggling with potentially having, you know, wanting a little bit more money than I have this afternoon. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and listener, I know if you're listening and you have heard all the stuff that Christina has shared, Try to think of like five friends who you know who would really benefit from hearing her words because there's just been so much, so much shared. And I think you probably are even going to have to listen to it again and make sure you take it all in and take notes. And thanks for so much for being with us and have a fantastic week. Thank you, Christine. Mm-hmm.